Hello dear listener and welcome to Marriage the Godly Institution podcast. My name is Joy and I'm also the author of the book Marriage the Godly Institution. Through this podcast, I'm bringing you the content of my book and each episode will cover a new chapter. I hope you will like it. In our previous episode, we looked at God as the first pillar of a marriage. Today we shall look at the second pillar of a marriage, who is the husband. A man is asked to leave his father and mother, join his wife and become one flesh. Leaving his parents to join his wife does not mean failing to visit, support and honor them, but to take him his full responsibility in his role as the head of the family, a husband and a father. His primary role as the second pillar in marriage is to love his wife. Since they are one flesh, he needs to take care of his wife as he takes care of his own body, as it is written in Ephesians 5.28. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. A loving husband blesses his wife with children, provides for them, and protects them. Husband is a procreator. A loving husband produces children he can take care of because he is the head of the family. Having many children is good, but it has its consequences. They make the home lively, though most parents struggle in bringing them up. Many parents with large families end up with depression, stress, ulcers, and high blood pressure. A husband is the head of the family. He should think wisely and make the right decision on the number of children he needs to have. There is a proverb that says, Every child God blesses you with comes with his or her own plate, meaning that God provides for every child even before he or she is born. Yes, God is a loving father, faithful, caring, and provides for his children. However, the physical father of the children has his part to play. Genesis 35:11 says and God said to him I am God almighty be fruitful and increase in number a nation and a community of nations will come from you and kings will be among your descendants it is the joy of every married woman to get pregnant give birth breastfeed and nurture her children she feels proud when the children run around her in the house calling her mama she feels happy when people liken her baby to her or the father you will only know the wrath of a mother when you mess with her child psalms 128:3 says your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house your children like olive plants all around your table after the honeymoon a husband and his wife take time to open their wedding gifts from their family and friends the greatest gift a couple receives from god is the fruit of the womb in the first 2 years of marriage a couple anticipates conceiving delay in conception frustrates the couple because of the pressure they get from relatives to get children psalms 127:3 says children are a gift from the lord they are a reward from him it is god's will for a couple to be blessed with children however the same god values 
godly children. When a wife gets children outside marriage, these children are considered ungodly before the eyes of God. A husband should produce children with his legal wife. A wife, on the other hand, should remain faithful in her marriage and stop fooling the husband. God promises to bless a husband, his wife, and their children. A husband has, therefore, the responsibility to produce and leave God to do the blessing. The word of God says in Psalms 115, verse 14, May the Lord richly bless both you and your children. He is a provider. After Adam had named all the animals, God made him a helpmate. This helpmate came from the rib of Adam. When Adam woke up from sleep, and he was presented with the helpmate, he became excited and called her bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He named her woman, meaning a man with a womb. A woman is therefore a man's idea. Adam provided a name for his helpmate. A man, therefore, from the beginning is known to be a provider. If he provided a name for his helpmate, what can he not provide? A husband is meant to provide everything, yes, everything for his wife and his children. How can he provide a name which seems to be the most challenging task and fail to provide for other needs such as food, shelter, clothing, among others? A husband who fails to provide for his wife and children sins against God. The word of God says in 1 Timothy 5.8, Anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. A husband is the head of the wife. Being the head over the wife means taking care of the wife and children. He cannot claim to be the head then leave his roles to the wife. This will result in in conflict. He cannot expect his wife to respect him if he doesn't take care of her and has left his responsibilities to her. Many wives who play the role of providing in their homes are not doing it willingly, but because the husbands have failed. A wife's income belongs to her, but a husband's income belongs to both of them. That does not mean that a wife should not help, but she should do it willingly. God honors protocol, and he wants to see the husband provide for his family. A husband should not sit in the house and wait for the wife to feed and clothe him. He needs to get out and do something. Going out and coming back with whatever little he gets is better than nothing. God will approve his hard work and open larger doors for him. The word of God says in Psalms 90:17, And may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. When a husband works hard to provide for his family, God ensures that he succeeds. As the head of the family, he should remain committed to his roles according to God's plan. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. That is found in Ephesians 5.23. A husband needs to love his wife the way he loves his own body. Whatever he does for himself, he shall do the same for the wife. When he goes to cut his hair, he needs to take the wife to the salon. When he buys a shirt for himself, he shouldn't forget to buy a dress for the wife. The word of God says in Ephesians 5.28, 
In the same way husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. He also needs to provide for the sexual needs of his wife. A loving husband will not look for sexual satisfaction outside his marriage. This sexual meal can be taken daily when made tasty by adding spices here and there. A husband can help his wife in making the meal tastier. It is his meal until Jesus comes back. He needs to love it to enjoy it. The word of God says in 1 Corinthians 7, 2-3, But because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife, and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs, and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. A husband should not look for happiness elsewhere but in his wife. The word of God says in Proverbs 5.18, Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. As a provider, a husband should lead by example. When he plays his role as a loving provider effectively, it, it possesses a challenge to the other pillar, the wife, to work hard in her roles. The word of God says in Titus 2.7, And you yourself must be an, an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. He is a protector. At the head of the family, a husband needs to protect his family. He should guard his family so that the enemy finds no loophole to attack. The work of the devil is to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil does not smile when he sees marriages prosper. A husband can protect his wife and marriage through prayer. A husband is the home priest. He needs to wake up early and commit his family before God. At the end of the day, he is responsible for going back to God to offer sacrifice of thanksgiving. He needs to stand with his family in prayer during challenging times and thank God for every blessing and victory God grants them. The most effective way he can protect his family from evil is through prayer. The word of God says in 2 Thessalonians 3.3, But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. All that a woman needs is peace. Once she's peaceful, her health will prosper. Most of the diseases that women suffer such as stress, depression, high blood pressure, ulcers, and cancer are as a result of lack of peace. These diseases can be avoided if a husband lives with his wife in an understanding way. 1 Peter 3.7 says, In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives, treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you, but she's your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your plans will not be hindered. A wife should not be treated harshly, but with kindness and be forgiven when she does wrong. The word of God says in Colossians 3.19, Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Men that value themselves do not beat their wives. They forgive and correct them with love. The word of God says in Ephesians 4.32, Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. 
a wife needs to be protected from the family of her husband. When a woman gets married, the husband's family looks at her as a new member of their family. They develop mixed relationship feelings about her. Some will love her, others will hate her. That is why from the beginning God insisted that a man should leave his father and mother, join his wife and they become one. A woman belongs to the husband and not to the husband's family. A loving husband will own his wife by protecting her from the envy and hatred of his family. A husband who does not take care of his wife tempts her to seek his love elsewhere. She may not engage in adultery but will start finding comfort in the company of other male friends who know how to respect and congratulate her. Alternatively, she may start admiring other people's husbands, especially those who treat their wives well. If a husband does not show his wife love, somebody else will. A husband therefore needs to protect his wife from temptations. The word of God says in Ephesians 5:25, for husbands, this means love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church, he gave up his life for him. At the head, as the head of the family, what affects him affects the rest of the family. A husband needs to walk in obedience to God's word and avoid adultery to keep his marriage honorable. The word of God says in Hebrews 13:4, "Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people." who are immoral and those who commit adultery. The central role of a husband as the second pillar in marriage is to love his wife. In addition to providing, producing and protecting, a loving husband will show his love to the wife according to 1 Corinthians 13. A real husband is patient with his wife. A wife can make mistakes because she is a human being, but a strong, loving husband will be patient with her until she sees her transform. A loving husband is kind to his wife. He is kind in the way he relates to her. He encourages her, does not criticize, and takes time before coming up with conclusions on any matter that might affect their relationship. He does not envy his wife. The wife may be doing a better job and earning more than him, but he celebrates his wife. He does not feel intimidated, continues playing his role as a husband. He does not boast about what he does for his wife. He does well to his wife with humility and does not remind his wife of all the good things he has done for her. He does not treat his wife as a lesser person. Although he is the head of the family, he does not act bossy. His coming home makes the wife and children happy. He does not make demands every time. He is interested in seeing his roles well played and accomplished rather than his rights and privileges fulfilled. He does not seek recognition. His good works speak for themselves. A loving husband does not get angry easily. Anger is dangerous and can make you lose your marriage. Strong men control their anger. They force themselves to keep quiet even in a difficult situation. A man who can master this anger can be a master over everything. He does not keep a record of wrong. He learns what to forget. 
then forgives and forgets. He does not remind his wife of the mistakes she made 10 years ago. Our God in heaven forgives our sins and forgets. His mercies are new every morning. When we wake up in the morning, we are new before his face. True love does not keep a record of wrong. He does not rejoice in the suffering of his wife just because the wife earns more than him. He does not rejoice when she loses her job. He has learned to listen to good things about his wife. He celebrates with her when God blesses her and supports and encourages her during her lowest moments. True love does not rejoice in evil. He does not hide the truth from his wife. He does not cover up her sins. He tells her openly because he loves her and wants to see her change. Keeping quiet to avoid confrontation does not help her, but he allows truth to prevail. He covers the shame of his wife. He does not discuss her weakness in public. He works behind the scene to protect the wife from reproach. He advises, corrects, counsels, and prays for his wife, regardless of the injury, insults, and disappointments he might encounter. He believes and trusts in his wife. He does not feel threatened when he sees his wife mingle with the opposite sex in church or at her place of work. He trusts that the wife is responsible and mature enough to make proper decisions. The more he trusts her, the more she becomes trustworthy. A wife who is not trusted will always live in fear. He does not lose hope in his wife. It does not matter to him how much weakness she may have. He is determined to have a happy marriage and therefore hopes to see the best in his wife. She might be a poor cook, does not know how to put on makeup, but with this with his help and support, the hope he has in her will turn her into the person he desires to see. He perseveres in his marriage. It is difficult to change a human being. Only God can change the heart of a man. Two people coming together to become one flesh is not easy. They will need to accept each other the way they are. A loving husband perseveres. Things might not be rosy in marriage, but he knows God. The author of marriage is entirely in control. A real husband never stops loving his wife. The stronger and the strongest pillar in marriage is God. His work is to teach, strengthen, defend the husband and wife in their marriage roles. The second pillar in marriage is the husband, whose role is to love. What is the role of the third pillar in marriage? I hope you enjoyed this chapter of my book. If you found it helpful, send me a message and please let me know. In our next episode, we shall look at the third pillar of marriage and that is the wife. Thank you for listening.